Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much. I have got dynamic duo joining me here today, John Dennis Gobert and Happy Hara. And they are bringing a message. You know, here's what I what I love about the message. We're going to talk about their book, but I, I want to talk about not the title of their book at the moment. Anything with the word matrix in it has already got me. But quantum intention and wish fulfilling gem. Quantum intention and wish fulfilling gem. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is like a big book. I like that it's so big. I, I like a hefty book. It's a lot for me to read, but I read it. See that, everybody? All right. The reason I love this is because once upon a time, and I'm going to introduce e- each of these incredible people, but once upon a time, if you can remember, like going to a holiday with your family, right? I mean, just go back like a bunch of years. So you go to holiday with your family. And maybe you bring up something like about the amethyst necklace you're wearing. And everybody around the room, they look at you and they understand it's a piece of jewelry. But you know how we have evolved, Benny? Do you know how we have evolved? Here it is. When a movie like, I think it's called Green Book, Brooke. When Green Book. When a movie like Green Book about a musician traveling to the South and one of my Italian characters stops at a food or truck stop and what the driver of the car does, he doesn't go in to get food and we know he likes to eat food. He walks over to what seemed to be a box full of gemstones. You see? This is a mainstream movie. And so today, what I love about this is that more and more people, more and more people, like my two guests today, are the reason for that. They're the reason for taking ancient conversations, healing conversations, creating a fabulous book. And I just got to say about the book, fabulous book with pictures in it. Thank you. And we talk about things like the power of crystals across culture. You see, now, if you give somebody a stone or a gemstone or something, it doesn't matter what it is. If you just give them something like in a holiday gift or something, they go like, ooh, ah, but what are the real secrets? What are the mysteries? You know, two days ago, my friend was helping me in the yard and a lot of rocks out here. But all of a sudden, she digs up the rock and says, it's a green one. Why? Why would she even mention that? Today, I am so thrilled 
to have two people joining us here today to really understand, you know, what this means to bring the essence of time and space and astrology and in, in, and one of my favorite things that I learned to do, Qigong, I mean, that's what he is, that's like he does that. We do it in Green Lake. Green Lake's too far, but we, it, it's just amazing. But then we get something else that explains the interrelationships of things. That's the book they wrote. And when I think about that, and I think about Happy Heart, and I think about crystal energy, right? Can I say the word? Expert. How do these two come together? What does each of them bring that's greater than the individual person to help us understand a power that is so ancient, so old, so healing, but yet so misunderstood? I want to welcome both of you to the show. It's great to have you. We're going to have some fun now, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Thank you absolutely. for inviting us. <laughs> um, you know, that's a great movie, the movie I referenced, right? uh it's fabulous movie I, I think everybody was nominated for awards academy awards it was just a, and it's a true story um but i never forgot the scene well of course he was stealing the stone so he got in trouble for steal uh, okay i learned in hawaii you don't steal stones but he got in trouble for stealing and he got caught but let me ask each of you a question and first of all I, before we even start i want people to know one where they can go to immediately to follow us along, to find out more about you and to get a copy of the book. So, so let's do that. Who's going to give us that happy. Are you going to do that? Yes. So our website is, uh, is Chintamani matrix.com and you have to spell it with a C H C H I N T A M A N I matrix.com. And you can get the book through inner traditions um, that is the publisher, and they have a site where you can buy it directly from them. It's also on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's like it's on every it's on every you know yeah. internet uh, bookseller. Um, so it's it's widely available. Yeah, and by the way, the book title is Chintamani Crystal Matrix: Quantum Intention and the Wish Fulfilling Gem. Who does not want that? Um, and uh, John, John Dennis, you too as well. It's the same website. Is that correct? Uh, do, do yes, we get it's it? absolutely okay. correct. Yes. And I need to mention this throughout the show because we have a lot to cover. We're going to take maybe one break at the half because how do you each feel about the example I gave? Because when I started this show 20 years ago, I didn't even know what I didn't know. This was not like on my career card or my attention board quite this way. And I became a student and I'm a student today. But do you think that we have a better understanding today of, let's just call it, the quantum intention and wish-fulfilling gem, gemstones, crystals, let's just call it that in the world. I'd like to hear from each of you. Have we progressed in our level of awakening around this at all? And, and how much more work do we have to do? <laughs> Happy, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, well, um, I... I I, I personally think the book might be a little ahead of its time, but um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> astrologically, I'm an Aquarius and John Dennis has a lot of Aquarius in him too. And usually Aquarians are ahead of their time. So, so we, we understand that, but, but I, I, it's interesting. You're talking about references and movies because we actually have a small section of the book about how in movies and in yep. popular myth and culture, there's usually this obsessive search for 
an ancient crystalline object. I mean, it's yep. in the Marvel movies. Yep. It's in it's in the Indiana Jones movies. Um, you know, and so so we actually mentioned that because it's like the ancient myths have have come forward into the new modern myths. Um, and frequently, even in video games, there's this quest looking for the crystalline objects. Even the Chintamani's searched for in, in video games. Well, how about Halo? How about Halo, that just ridiculously popular? I actually had someone working for me who was the champion player, but now they turned it into a television series. One of the most popular series, you know, with all of that reference. And I know you included in the book, and I'm so proud of you both for doing this. <laughs> Your book is ahead of its time, and yet I feel like we have to catch up quickly, right? I agree. And, 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 and so in the book, we do talk about the ancient myths, but we also talk about the hero's quest using a real-life story from the 1920s and um, of, of, of more of a modern day, of, of a real-life Indiana Jones. And then, but then we kind of move it forward towards the end of the book. We definitely have chapters about how to connect with this now energetically through your body, through meditation. Um, John Dennis wrote an entire chapter about crystalline yoga, how to connect with crystals using ancient Buddhist techniques and, and crystal energy and connect with the Chintamani, the wish fulfilling gem, you know, Let like right here and now. Oh, Let's hop over to him, though, right? Because, you know, I'm just, I'm just watching him listen very, very calmly and peacefully as I, I was so excited to interview both of you. I'm like jumping out of my chair. Linda says, how's your voice today? Don't talk. You need to be able to do this show with them. We're not going to change the date. But John, John Dennis, how about you? I mean, I make a lot of references. I have, I have half a foot in the world you live in, and I have another whole foot in our pop culture. And then I have the other half of the other foot on some other planet and some of the galaxy. So that's okay too. Uh, and I would ask a question like this. Do you, do you both want to know why? Sure. I'm a quadruple Sagittarius and a quadruple Capricorn. So half the time, half my questions are practical, half are obscure, but John Dennis, I got to hear from you. Tell me what you think here. I think that the, the uh, archetype is reawakening. Thank you. I mean, I, th I really think that's it. And so many, I think so many different movies, books, novels, games, uh, people are taking it and it's like the archetype is talking to them. Uh, and so they're sort of like adding their own creative imagination and they're, they're sort of like bringing it forward in their own particular understanding. But, but we trace this all the way back to um, one of the very, very earliest Hindu myths, you know, the yeah. spinning of the, uh, the ocean. Uh, and out of that ocean comes the first uh, wish-fulfilling gem, plus a number of other what they call ratnas or, or, or jewels, uh, which are things to benefit human, you know, humankind, and, and actually not just humans, but the entire evolution of the universe. So, uh, I mean, I see all of this as like, it's making it more tangible and it's such an important uh, message that it's, it's, it's almost like it's raining on everybody's consciousness. And, and so that's why you're seeing it. And it, like, just even, even if somebody's stealing a, stealing a group of gems, it, you know, it's like somehow they're getting the message, <laughs> twisting it a little bit. 
Um, you know, it isn't coming through loud and clear, but uh, because also what's connected with these, um, the gems is just sort of like this universal benevolence, you want to call it that, or or universal compassion, agape, love, love for others, care for others, uh, is somehow connected to that. Yeah. You know, and that that's sort of like the, the two are, are coupled together. Do you know what I've observed? I want both of you to jump in here. And we're going to talk about the book. First of all, it is ahead of its time. And the second thing is my first read through this, I had questions, but I didn't have questions. Um, I don't know if you know that I'm wearing a uh, Sanskrit medallion. Oh, you can't see it because my no. I got 15 pairs of glasses here <laughs> that I have to wear to see, but that they don't see. But I have a, my friend is Sarah Main. She is, specializes in ancient Sanskrit. And her working with her over the past four years and doing a show with me, I, I can't believe what happened to me. But here's the thing I want to ask you about. And, and, and I think it's so important. I don't think when you come in my house, you will see a lot of, can I call them stones? Some of them are crystals, some of them are not, but you'll see them everywhere. If I were to turn my camera just two degrees that way, you'd see them. But it's interesting. I've never had anybody walk in and say, those are really awful. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, and this to me is a multidimensional energy. It's a multidimensional. It's now we're using terms like metaverse. But the reason I say it is vibrationally, that appreciation goes back thousands and thousands of years. Would you both agree to that? Oh, absolutely. It, it goes back maybe even farther i mean farther. It, it goes back it goes back so far we can't even remember you know i mean it's it's beyond it's on the edge of our memories and that's yeah. that's where the myths come in they put us at the edge of memory cats love me just saying <laughs> de de let, let the cat be up there it's there's no way you're gonna get, i'm telling you i do more shows and i open my mouth and i don't know what it is because i always say like a, i think that's my felicia cat who adapted me adopted me but you're not going to be able to put the cat down so it's okay it's cool um <laughs> but yes you're right i didn't mean thousands because that's that was a little bit ignorant on my part because i really meant further you know i have a friend that studies this and i want to really get to this because you have a part in the books that says jewels are everywhere everywhere east you talk about this you show images pictures of this but i want to talk about the chintamani crystal matrix because it, you could have stopped you could have just stopped at chintamani crystal right stop but you didn't so i want to ask you when you take both together and i don't know why i see them as separate but i do see them together and you incorporate a matrix on something, doesn't it energetically exponentialize? I made that word up. I want to hear each of you. Okay. Right? Go ahead. Happy, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on, a, on a practical level, I think uh, one way to look at this as a matrix is like, is this use of crystal grids. So say if you take a we'll just use quartz crystal quartz crystal is very programmable it's sort of an adaptogen so it's going to adapt to what you need it to do it warms up in your hands and our consciousness and our bioelectrical field actually activates the quartz okay 
So it's like a, a human crystal interaction. So you can program each of those individual quartz crystals, put them into grid, and then you've created a matrix. And this mm -hmm. kind of goes back to even Stonehenge. You know, Stonehenge is a matrix and there is quartzite in those, in those huge stones. Um, and so stone circles act as a matrix. So, they, so there's these ancient crystal, crystalline grids. But now moving this forward, you can even create a small grid, like a circular grid, write down your intention in the middle of it, you know, pray over it, meditate over it, you know, you know, put some energy into it. And then you're, you're sending out like this, like, it's, it's like you have your own mini Stonehenge and you're sending out on the wavelengths of intention, yeah. this intention that you're sending out into the universe. I and mean, that's a, that's a simple way of looking at this. I love it because we're going to get more complicated as we go, um, mm -hmm. including the fact that I'm just in awe that we're also going to get to talk about astrology. John Dennis, how about you? How, how does this exponential energy, right, uh, you know, help us, adaptogen, love that word. How does it really help us, given where we are today? How do we call on this energy and, and know that we are in a place now as human beings energetically where whatever we were doing before energetically, just it's not working. It's not working to calm us down. It's not working to, you know, have us be in the world with multifaceted energies. But how, in your opinion now, do we fast forward to where we are today and say, wow, this is really something for the time we're living in? Uh it, well, first, it's it's come forward, of course, in in so many ways. But um, each of the each of the stones, uh, and especially as you put them together, whether they're minerals or whether they're crystals or whether they're like really fine gemstones, you know, what, at whatever level they're they're on, they intense. I mean, the main thing is they intensify whatever we're putting out there. So uh, it's it's partly attunement is what's involved in them. They're helping us to attune better our own uh, intentional level when we're when we're when we're doing that. And the second thing is it's uh, increasing, you could say, increasing the frequency and uh, intensity of the message. You know, so uh, which I think just because there's so much cultural noise um, everywhere, that, I mean, that's sort of like important because it helps to. In a sense, balance out that you know that the, the cultural white noise that that's happening in the background, uh, and it gets us to like not feel like we're being drowned by you know in, in that sort of avalanche of white sound. Uh, so I think that those two things are important. So it's like it can help us hear our own voice. Yeah. It can help us connect to our own intentionality, and it helps us to put that intentionality forward. And then it helps to manifest it. So it has, you know, it has all those steps to it. Uh, and then to say nothing about the fact that when each of us is doing this, when we have like common, you know, when we have a commonality of intention that, that crosses, we're, you know, we're each radiating one another's intention forward as well. And then the crystals that you have arrayed around you in your room, the crystals that I have here, the crystals that Happy has there. And, and countless other people that we don't know that share a similar uh, set of intentionalities, yeah. we're all kind of connecting together, even though we don't know who, who we each are. 
but we are making this, you know, this in, intention. And so one of the, the, uh, the Buddhist ideas of this uh, crystal matrix, in a sense, is the sense that it, it coexists throughout space, and yet it has no beginning, it has no end, and every one of us is like a node, like a crystal on this thing, and each of us is a co-creator. So it's like, it's like we're all evolving the universe as, as it sort of goes on. So um, that that's sort of like the the side that may appeal to your Sagittarian nature. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was right there with you on that. Uh, and yet, let me just put my Capricorn moon hat on for a minute. Uh, and I love the way you describe that. You know, Happy, one of the things I want to ask you about is what I was really struck by in the book, and this is to both of you, but I really want to ask you this question, is the beautiful references on uh, interrelationship. It's like this idea that you watch a spider I love spiders and you watch a spider and the most beautiful thing in the Pacific Northwest is to wake up in the morning and, and see the dew and see this beautiful web. Now, even if you don't see the spider, you see this beautiful web. And one of my teachers taught me that the weaver and the web are one. And that's the essence I get from what you've included in here in the book. You know, it is really the nature of what we might be in search of and yet it's both physical spiritual book science book astrological book metaphysical book and you have somehow weaved it together in one book happy what was that journey like for you and how the heck did that happen I mean, both John Dennis and I experienced while writing the book that, that the book was um, taking on a life of its own. Yeah. So I can't say that, yeah, we wrote it, but yeah, there were some channeled forces there coming through. And, and in fact, there was even a certain part, like we had like a, we had a pretty structured outline. And then as it progressed, it was like, like it kept big, getting bigger and going deeper. And it, I felt like the chapters are breaking off like cells. Okay. So like one chapter would, would kind of progress. And all of a sudden, also I realized this has to break off like cells break off. And so I'd have to tell John Dennis, look, this is what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then we'd have to kind of restructure it. But yeah, it, it, it was a very organic process. It, yeah. it, the way it started is not the way it ended. And we, I mean, we were a little surprised by it, like, like, like how it was kind of coming together, mm -hmm. but like we, we never intended to go into alchemy because that is a topic in and of itself, but we had to address it because of the philosopher's stone. Yeah. Couldn't not like not address it. Like the book would have been incomplete. So that took us down alchemical pathways, both Eastern and Western philosophy. And that itself is a massive topic. Um, but then there was even one one chapter that really like we had never intended was even like the creation of the Chintamani. And that broke off from alchemy, like how we can we can co-create the Chintamani through various practices. Um, yeah. And and that chapter is especially those who feel like a real creative calling for this process. It really gives you some ideas about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed that in the book. I mean, when I was reading the book, I, you know, it was very unexpected, first of all, 
to see the the chapter on the alchemy, but then, you know, on the creating. And I love that you've done all this. I want to hop over to you, John Dennis, because I think one of the things we haven't explained to the listeners who don't have the book yet um, and who will make sure know how to get the book is this idea of of what it is. You know, people ask me, what are you what are you talking about? And I want to talk about the quest because I always like starting with the quest, right? Vision quest changed my life. And I never thought anything would change me or my life in any way, but it was a quest. And I would like you to talk about this because this is um, sort of an origin story, right? It, it's an origin story, but I think it's an origin story that could that is so relatable, right? There are a lot of origin stories of a lot of things out there. Mm-hmm. Um, would you talk to that, John Dennis? Yes. So the so we have the Chintamani on one hand as like an end goal, you know, to accomplish or to acquire or whatever. But we have the Chintamani as a process at the very same time that it's an end goal. So it's like you can't separate the process away from the end goal. It's like, you know, it's like saying every step of the way of peace is is what you're supposed to do. It's not it's not the uh, the end point. It's actually Every step is peace. Yeah. So every step is the, is this wish fulfilling gem. So where we see the quest articulated, sort of the you know the most clearly is in the uh, myth of Shambhala. You know, or the the great you know, which is the the great place that guides the evolution of the planet. Um, for you know, there you could say realized beings are are sort of like behind the scenes and helping helping with evolution at every step. So, um, so therefore, each of us would like to connect with this, you know, place Shambhala or the beings there. Uh, and Shambhala actually does mean the place of peace. So um, we have um, a number of stories which say that that this Chintamani, which in this case is represented by a singular gem, you know, uh, or a singular class of gems. And if you have a piece of it or you have one of them, then this becomes a beacon to help guide you to wherever it is that, you know, that the quest is actually taking you. So the generalized quest may be um, Shambhala, or you may articulate it in an entirely different way. But it's like this particular uh, Chintamani gem, great gem, is is sort of like the way that you're going to connect to the web or you know, mm-hmm. to the matrix. It's the way that you're going to connect to your intention. And it's the way that you're going to connect to to where uh, where you're going to need to go and where you're going to be, you know, where you're going to be led. So we did use um, the Rorix uh, as as sort of like a very tangible example of of sort of what what this process was about and how they happened to use uh, a Chintamani that they acquired, you know, in their in their physical quest across, you know, up and down all over Asia. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to explain it, because what I want uh, Happy to talk about is the next part. And I'm so thrilled that the way you laid this book out was to tell us about the quest, but don't waste any time to get to Chintamani and Intention. Happy, I want you to talk about this, because a lot of times when I read books like this, and by the way, you know, I read some things that have more to do with, you, you know, taking a journey where we go but there are so many different piece parts that don't get explained and what you're doing here is talking about the piece parts 
Um, and so one of the things that I want to do is I want to have us talk about now this relationship, the interrelationship, the spider in the web. They're interrelated. You know, how many of us get the opportunity to watch that spider build that web? Methodically, everything connected looks like ease and grace, but it has an intention, doesn't it? I want to take a short break when we come back, do this. But before we go, how do we get a copy of the book? How do we find out um, about Chintamani? Oh, yes. So uh, it's innertraditions.com. You can buy copies of the book there. And there's lots of information on our website, including instructional videos. And that's, um, that is www.chintamanimatrix.com. And believe me, I have a, a listener that already went there. And so I have a question when we come back. We're going to take a short break, everybody. Chintamani and intention, but that's not the only thing in this book. You know, you can get the book available from, I think, Inner Traditions. It's also on Amazon. It's so beautifully laid out that when you take a look at each part, it takes you on the journey to understand the complete impact of what is being said here. Beyond the fact that you know, when you go on a trip, you put that crystal in your pocket. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martineemmons.com and make your appointment today. Whenever you start worrying or doubting, or whenever the inner mean chatter starts to steal the show and calm just goes out the window, here's a quick 30-second practice that you can do at any time. I'm Claudia Sam, your Soul Connection Coach, host of the Be Happy Now show. Let's breathe out everything right now. And breathe in for four. One, two, three, four. Breathe out. Four, three two, one. Breathe in and mentally say, I am. Breathe out. See the letters of the word calm dripping in front of your awareness. Breathe in. I am. Breathe out. Calm. There you go. For more of this, go to ClaudiaSMCoaching.com and click on meditate. How do you feel? Just okay? Well, how about you tune in and get ready to be more with The Healing Hour with me, Doc Martin, every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm ready for your questions, and I can't wait to help you find the answers. Every month, we'll have a new live call-in show with innovative topics and a powerful hour of healing. To learn more about me, visit DrSharonMartin.com. See you there. I'm going to be here. You won't want to miss it. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. 
Do you get stuck in that someday attitude, living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. Parenting isn't about perfection. I think we all know that. Parenting is about being present and honest, having compassion for your child and for yourself, communicating consciously and loving unconditionally. Tune in to The Awakened Parent Project with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be an empowered parent through the techniques of the conscious parenting community. To learn more about Susan, visit SusanDolce.com. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone, or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. Are you wondering who you are meant to be in this ever-changing world right now? Kelly Kay is a certified New Paradigm multidimensional transformation energy healer ready to assist you in this transformative process of expanding your consciousness. She helps you transmute your wounds and traumas into healing, growth, and wisdom, resulting in self-empowerment and freedom from fear. Visit enlightenedmedicine.com to learn more. Benny, I'm like loving this new uh, uh, new sound mix that you're just popping in here these days. Yeah, why well, you are quite welcome there, Pat. Yeah, just just kind of love it. You know, I mean, it's like a far cry from back in the day from playing dirty, but um, we're good. <laughs> I can still do that too. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, <laughs> that is my favorite. Still, one of my favorite albums. I play my ping pong to it. And she is still one of my favorite artists. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. And yes, um, Jules, I have an it. Jules, that's like your real name, right? You must be. You texted me. Um, I do have an answer about their website. And we're going to make sure you find out about it. Because there's only so much we can get in this short interview. And I'm not asking the traditional questions. Because I want all of you to understand I can't even imagine the amount of work and time that went in to creating this book. It is just like amazing to me. But Happy, can you tell folks again how we can find out about you and John Davis and connect with you and your website and get in the book and all of that? Yes. So our website is www.chintamanimatrix.com and you have to spell it C-H-I-N-T-A-M-A-T-R-I-X. Uh, com and um and um and you can get a copy of the book from inner traditions 
directly, yeah. innertraditions.com. And you go in there and you just type in the, the title of the book, which is the Chintamani Crystal Matrix. Yeah. Um, and, but you can also get it um, on Amazon, Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble, just about every you know online bookstore has it. Um, so anyway, getting back to your question about yeah. uh, the front page of our website, that big white, that big clear crystal jewel gem on the front is a diamond. Okay. And, um, and we, we selected that because it was just a really cool photo for one thing. <laughs> it was very clear, crisp. And I thought, wow, this has got clear, cl- clean, crisp edges. And also diamonds, um, you know, I know there's this cultural fascination with diamonds, especially associated with um, at matrimony. But, you know, that really came from a massive De Beers marketing, okay? Of course. <laughs> because they had a lot of diamonds, and they, th- they had to come up with a mass marketing ploy to get everyone to buy diamonds. And, you know, and it was a successful marketing strategy. It's still working to this day, all right? But in, but in more ancient times, especially, I could go back to the Hindu and Indian traditions where mm-hmm. they used crystals very deeply with astrological charts, they always kind of thought of diamonds as being more like, um, you know, little mini Vajras or, 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 or swords of power or thunder or lightning bolts. And, you know, and nothing, nothing refracts light quite like a diamond. Yeah. Diamond has the highest refractive index of all the gemstones. It's made of pure carbon, the hardest mineral material on the planet. So, so what diamonds do is they amplify your intention. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes diamonds have been associated with curses, you know, because if you are mm-hmm. amplifying the wrong intentions and then the way it refracts light, it bends light, it boomerangs back on you. And then you're amplifying what you're putting out. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, I, 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 th- this leads me to my question for John Dennis now. Um, because my first time through the book and I, I prepare, I read the books. I love to read because I grew up illiterate. You know, I grew up stuttering, illiterate. The only grad- way I graduated high school is a really weird story. I flunked literature. I was supposed to stand up and read some big giant poem or something that, you know, I didn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't read it. Um, but I'm not saying I cheated. But I could pick any poet and I picked Bob Dylan and I knew every word of every song. So why I, while I couldn't read and write, I have a really interesting memory. So I got up there with my page. I got up there, right? I didn't do this with your book. I actually read the book twice. I got up there with my page and I'm making like I'm reading Bob Dylan's song, right? And I had it memorized. But the reason I'm telling this is because I have to go through things twice. I go through first because I'm a visual and I have this learning thing. But then the second time I go through and I hang on things, this is my question for you. The second time around, I walked away almost filled up with tears because of the spiritual nature I saw in this. And I want to take a minute to have you talk about that. I don't think that that was my imagination. And when I talk about the spiritual nature, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about spiritual science. You know, I'm talking about what you said, happy about praying. I'm talking about the fact that my mom made my dad buy, a, my stepmom made my dad buy a diamond, not in a ring. She did not want it in a ring. So he goes out before he got broke and lost all his money and buys her a diamond because she used it ritualistically at home. 
Mm. Now, this is a mom from the South. First child at 12, second at 13. Stuck in the Bronx. Don't email me about the Bronx. I'm just saying, like, this Southern woman is now in the Bronx. And she could ask my dad for anything. And she asked him for a diamond because she used it. And I found out later to clear. But she had a spiritual practice, John Dennis. And I want to talk, am I off about this? Because there's a lot of great information, a lot of great pictures. But man, when I was done, I was spiritually touched. Well, I mean, it, it is about um, spiritual evolution, really. I mean, that, that's really what's at the heart of it. And so you could also think of this amplification of intention as also sort of amplifying your state of mind. So if you just put your mind in a, in a position of like, you know, with mindfulness in a sense, or just watching or just radiating peace, and, and there's, you know, hundreds of different meditations that you can do. Um, but if you put your mind in that state, then having crystals around uh, ends up what they call being a support. You could have, I mean, you can have a candle be a support and just look at the light. You can have a stick of incense be a support and just watch the, you know, the, the um, incense smoke as it rises through the air. You can have a, a religious picture. Um, you can have a, 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 an abstract geometrical picture like a lot of the Hindu yeah. mandalas are. Yep. Um, and all of those are different kinds of support. So what we were partly talking about, in a sense, is being able to use um, crystals and different stones and grids mm -hmm. of stones as a support now to amplify your own practice. So it makes it easier because that's also the noise of the culture and yeah. modern times that get us away from, and it's intentional to get us away from our intuition and get us away from you know listening and acting on our inner voice. So this is just uh, a set of supports to like reintroduce uh, in, a, in a manner where we can touch it again and then take it forward and yeah. and and use all, all of these uh, you know crystals and the techniques around them yeah. because there's dozens and dozens of techniques that not that we just only talked about but a number of other people have you know uh, used as well. Um, so, but but to just get everybody to use it in that way or to point them in the direction that you can have a profound uh, effect on your on, on yourself by using these crystals. Yeah, I found it really, and, and I guess the part that I got to after I spent a lot of time on the zodiac signs, right? You know, and it's not, uh, let me rephrase, not about the zodiac signs, about alignment. Everything in here that I pick up on is about alignment. And that's just my word. I'm pretty sure you don't talk about it like that but I couldn't help it. One chapter, oh, that's aligned with this. See, this is, I see things in my brain. I don't see the words. When I read a page, I read the whole page and I get an image. When I got to the alignment and intention part, I think that's when it hit me. And as a result of that, I am going to be going through my house today. Because what I realize is intention is intention. And we have to put Please answer this, both of you. Don't we have to put attention on intention? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you two, but I know I've manifested some really weird things that I swore that I didn't want in my life. And when I look back at them, I did. But can you happy talk about 
this alignment because unless you all get the book and unless you look at this book and you look at what I'm saying, I, I might be able to show you all this. And um, Lydia, I'm pretty sure you don't have images at this. Oh, I pulled all my post-it notes out of the book. I didn't want to hold the book up with post-it <laughs> notes. I'm sorry. But you see, this is what I'm talking about. And this is just one page. And I want to ask you, in the world we live in, and I really do give credit for the movie The Secret, right? I, there's some things I agree with, some things I don't. But I have to give it credit. Because what it did is it popped open a whole population of people that had no clue about anything we're talking about. And now you can't turn around without people understanding or hearing the word intention. But I want to ask each of you this question from your perspective and your journey in writing the book. I would love to know beyond being guided and channeled because you both, I know you were, but what was your intention alignment surprise in your journey in bringing this material together? And what I mean by that is you set out, you were going to do this and you woke up one day and both of you looked back and said, I had no idea that was going to be in the book. I had no idea it was so important in the time we live in because I think things come to us because we need to get them. Happy, you want to go first? Should I start with John Dennis first in this one? I keep going back to you first. I mean, <laughs> eeny meeny, right? What does that even mean? Happy, do you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing that popped into my head when you said that was the epilogue. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The All epilogue right. snuck in there at the last second. I remember, I kind of remember even that day and I told John Dennis, because we were past our word count, but we had a maximum word count. We were past it. Okay. And we, we actually had to start chopping stuff out and then we had chopped stuff out. And all of a sudden it came to me. I was like, the epilogue, we need the epilogue. And I know what needs to be in the epilogue. And I started writing it and it wrote itself. And it, and, and it really was, it was like, we had gone through this massive journey. Then all of a sudden the epilogue, it was the launching off into really finding Shambhala, like really going home. And that's, and, and so that's what we're using with our crystals. When we align with them, when we do astrological readings and we're meditating with our crystals, we're trying to find home. We're trying to find where we came from, who we really are, you know, where Man. our heart, where our heart is. And, um, and that's, that's where the epilogue was going. It, it was, there were, there are these guides who have been trying to find home for us. And they're, they're, they may be ascended masters. They may be masters living on the earth right now. John Dennis might be one of them, but you know, it's like they're, they're, they're these guides who are helping us find our home. And then the Chintamani is intimately linked with this. Um, and so, so that, that was, that was the piece that kind of surprised me at the very end was the way that kind of just, it ended the book and launched it into a whole nother direction. That's Ooh. what I said. That's when I read it and I was talking to Linda and I said, they've got to have another book. Did they have another book? I'm like, where's their other book? Right. I'm like thinking, and I'm sure it'll come. John Dennis, how about for you? I think one of the, um, weirdest moments that I had was I was listening to a lecture and uh, somebody was saying, um, was quoting Schrodinger and saying, DNA is an aperiodic crystal. And then, and then I was just like fogged over in that moment. And so then, you know, then I'm out picking up 
Schrodinger's work and trying to like you know dig through what it what it is is that he actually said. But I mean the the concept of it is like your very um, plan, your you know the the matrix of your of your body, the the DNA itself is the crystal, is like your main crystal, and so it's like we're like at the very heart of us, we're composed of a crystal. You know, so whatever else you can decide, you know, we, we can call ourselves, you know, biological and, you know, consciousness, but it's uh, all the things attributable to crystals are attributable to us, uh, our bodies, in a sense, because because of the DNA that's encoded in all of this. So I, that was that was one of those parts that just knocked my socks off. Yeah, I mean. I look at books. I'm working with a, a, one of our hosts, and she's writing a book now. And we're really battling about the cover and the title of the book. And as a matter of fact, I sent I sent them your cover and title, and I said, "You've got to do a better job representing this." And, but then, let me tell you where I went in the book. <clears throat> I don't know much about this, but I got to one of your appendices, mat materials analysis of Chintamani orbs. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Is no, that okay? you, you, no, you really read the book. <laughs> I did. I did. But Benny, Benny, are you ready for what I'm, when I first started this, the show wasn't the Dr. Pat show. I had a very inter, interesting relationship with crust, crust of the earth. I'm, I'm not kidding. I kid you. The show, you can Google it, crust busting your way to an awesome life. And I got to this part and I read what you said and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Oh, they're actually, why are they using the term crust? And I started to really lean into it, my eyes shut energetically. And I still, by the way, I, can't, I don't claim to understand this. But I do understand this line right here, where you say the fact that the crust portion, uh, right, the fact that the crust portion of the orbs uh, have only trace amounts of organic elements of sulfur and phosphate implies that the crust is not funerary ash and then you go on it's not you should be surprised to me reading the book i'm just in awe about what you've included in here because energetically and otherwise this is really the place all of us need to try to get to right and i know we have a couple minutes left i could go on for hours i hope you will both come back i'm already going to call gail I'm going to have you both call back, come back, because the idea of what you're presenting that's going to cause me to take a half a day to look at every crystal in my house from your book's perspective is just amazing. And I want to ask you each this question. First of all, thank you so much, both of you. Um, again, how do we get a copy of the book? But I would love to know your personal message, each of you, and what you'd love to leave us with. All right. To get a copy of the book, first of all, it's um, uh, innertraditions.com. And, um, and also you can purchase it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Our website is www.chintamanimatrix.com. Um, and um, a per uh, I, I, I think... I think I think this this message of the book is very simple. The word Chintamani means mind gem or yep. mind stone. It means the stone is in your mind. 
And it could be the pineal gland, which is crystalline itself. And so when you are connecting with like, when you're meditating with a quartz crystal, when I meditate with a quartz crystal, I go into the quartz crystal and make it, I bond with it. Like me and the crystal become one and the same. And then I, we're both resonating with our intention of, of peace or love. And so I think it's about bonding with the crystal. It's not like, oh, the crystal is going to do all the work for you. It's you're, you're, you're working with the crystal to create intention and you are the creator. So, so the word Chintamani, mindstone means the crystal is inside of you. Mm. I think that's a, I think that's one of the messages from the book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and thank you for that. Um, John Dennis, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, my message is that um, it is, it is the uh, way to higher consciousness and that, that the, that the crystal uh, makes you aware in a sense of your of the self that you are that isn't conditioned by karma so it helps it helps to kind of like have you more clearly not just see experience smell touch taste you know uh truly experience yourself in, in, a, in a different dimension and it it's it breaks down sort of like um your habitual view of yourself of all the criticisms and you know all, all the things that aren't right, and then just experience yourself in this more perfect reflection, and then then that allows you to just relax and experience this mm -hmm. this higher state of consciousness, which is already present. Thank you both for everything. I hope you will come back, and I want to say to all of you that are uh, watching and listening, and isn't that the gratitude mandala? Is that correct? It's the flower of life. Flower of life. Thank you. <laughs> I call that's what I call gratitude. Oh. But for those of you out there, this is the book. We we got through a very high level of this. Hopefully, when they come back, we'll really talk about what alignment means. I want to thank you both so very very much for bringing this message out. But it had to take a few, I would guess, oh, or yeah. channel it. <laughs> Yeah, we, it took a few years to write the book. Yeah. Uh, and yes, and thank you for the cliffhanger at the end, because we'll be expecting your next book. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both for joining me here today. I want to thank all of you out there. Again, this is one of these books. It goes on my holiday list, right? So I give books away at the holiday. So this one goes like at the top of my holiday list to give to friends. Um, thank you all, Benny. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you. Um, happy thank you John Dennis thank you and most of all to all of you out there if it wasn't for you none of us would be having this experience that we do on the show you are the driving force behind this and our commitment as always is to make sure that we're presenting the material you want in the way you want it thank you all so very much um, we'll take a short break we'll be right back <laughs>